Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Sheila Stafford. You know who I am. I'm Big Stafford. That is no cappuccino. Yeah. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. What's going on, everybody? Hello. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? I hope everybody is warm. It's extremely cold outside. It's raining. It is nasty outside, but we are grateful to be inside in a warm atmosphere on live with you guys. So we got a great show today. Sheila, go ahead, break it down one time. Norm, talking back. Well, I was going to start off talking about the bounce checks, but I think I'm going to hold that off and talk about that later. We were watching the fight with uh, Tyson Fury and Derek. And that fight was really interesting. This time what I did, I, I know that when you watch a fight, you have to watch both fighters. I did, but then I watched it again and I was just studying Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury, as we know, he's tall. He's in shape, but he doesn't have the outward the appearance. Physique, like the, right. the chest, the six yeah, pack. Yeah, the six but, pack, the 12 pack. he's in boxing shape though. Yeah, he is in boxing shape. Mm -hmm. And I was just watching him and it's like he's a brick wall. And once he's stationed, he's stationed to where he's at at that time. And when he throws his uppercuts, his jabs, his hooks, he goes downward. I'm real impressed because he doesn't use that unnecessary extra energy to where a lot of the fighters where you see them, they might be bobbing and weaving and just moving a little bit too much. And I think he's mastered of just being stationed. His, it's like his feet is just like in cement. They're just planted. So when he, does the jab or okay. he does the uppercut okay. or if he throws his hook, it almost comes off as it's, it doesn't even, it's nothing to him. It's not like he's using, it's just like body shots, you know, like that. So because everybody's been talking about Tyson Fury and I just really wanted to see what it was about him. I never, and, and now what I do too is, is when I watch fights, I turn the volume off because I want to see if I'm learning, if I know what I'm talking about is correct. And Tyson could have ended the fight a long time ago. He could have ended it the third round. He could have ended it the fourth round, the fifth, the sixth round. I believe he was given Derek Grace just to keep it going. I think he gave the fans, wanted to make sure that the fans had a good show, their money was worth it. By that 10th round, the rep said, enough, stop. Tyson, he just, he just let loose. So, and then after that, you know, Usyk was there. So him and Usyk confront each other so that would be really interesting. And I went back and I watched the fight with Joshua and Usyk. And 
I didn't, I watched Joshua, but I was really just wanting to see what was so special about Usyk. Well, he has great body agility. He can take some punches. He's quick. He slips. He ducks. He has great jabs. He's, um, I can say um, it's almost like he's like a machine because when he was fighting Joshua, I forgot what round it was, but Joshua did shake him up a little bit. And it's like he was wobbly. And then when he was walking off, it was like, okay, I'm trying to catch myself right now. But then everything, it was like, it was nothing. And he really has some good speed. He has great speed. So I think with Yusik and Tyson Fury, that would be, be interesting. Fight. Now that would be interesting because I'm starting to see and understand, I'm trying to understand about the, the, the matchmaking process with a lot of the fighters, whether they're male or female. And I've, sometimes I feel like it's just off. And I'm like, why would you pair them? Why would you match them up? And in my opinion, I'm thinking because maybe there might not be fighters at that time that's at that caliber with that one fighter, like let's say with Clarissa Shields, right? Mm -hmm. So with Clarissa Shields, who can I say? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who might not be. I can't think of anybody right now, but that's just like someone like me and Clarissa Shields. Now, just say if I was boxing and I'm not trying to put myself down, but let's just keep it real. I'm not boxing, but just say if I was doing a little bit of training for like a year or two, that's not enough time for me <laughs> to be able to get into the ring with Clarissa Shields. So it's almost like they're trying to match fights because of their belts and I guess the time limit that they're going to have, that they have between each fight that they have. So I'm kind of getting an understanding about that instead of always trying to be so but i want so to go hard. back to uh tyson and you you're sick you said you sick so what i'm starting to see with international fighters yeah is that they are more skilled boxers than uh black fighters i think that we have the physique, we have the muscles, we have like the, you know, the power. But I think, you know, going to the next level and boxing is becoming more popular across the world. I think that we need to really start focusing on the <laughs> skill sets because uh, the, it seemed like the, the, the guys from other parts of the world, they are really focusing on the skills. And so, we need to, you know, really pay attention and 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 focus more on the boxing skill set and our stamina because I'm starting to see like with Tyson Fury, he don't have that physique like Dante Wilder. Yeah. But he know how to box. Yeah. And boxing mm -hmm. is an art. Boxing is a skill. Mm -hmm. Floyd Mayweather is yeah. exceptional. 
Yeah. He know how to box. He got skills. Yeah, and, he's and a, he has the science packed down, especially don't get hit. Yeah, correct. And so, like, with uh, Devontae Davis, Devontae Davis, he has power, but and he do have some skills, but I, I think, like, if he get in front of someone who really know how to box, yeah. it can go the distance. I don't think that he may have an opportunity to use his power if if you fighting someone who is truly skilled in the sport of boxing i think it'll be a, a, a very interesting fight yeah um but i definitely would like to see that tyson fury and Usyk fight i yeah, think both of them have very <laughs> unique styles they do and they the, do. The, the other thing that that i think that it would be a great fight is that both of them carries their countries on their shoulders yeah we so about that it's before. not it's, it's it's not only they're fighting for a paycheck or fighting for their family, mm-hmm. which is a which is a huge blessing. But I think an incentive is that they are fighting for their country, so they are the heart, you know, like that heart that they have for their country gives them extra uh, momentum, extra passion, extra drive to not give up, to give it a thousand percent, but. I think that uh, Tyson Fury has kind of mastered the art of boxing. Yeah, he and, has. And it doesn't necessarily mean he got the big muscles and, and all that other type stuff. He know how to pace himself. He know how to study and, mm-hmm. and break down his opponent. And I think that comes a lot from his training staff and also him watching film and also just his, you know, his preparation inside the ring. Because I knew when he said that he was – going to retire in one of our podcasts, I said, he's not going to retire because it's, I believe it is the money, but I do believe he also has a passion Passion. for it. I do believe that he does like to box. He likes to fight. So that's why I wasn't even surprised when he came back. So we're going to see. And then I guess I believe that there, there have been words about him and uh, Anthony Joshua. Joshua. Uh Again, so or doing a rematch? Yeah, oh. we're gonna see what happens with that. What about um? I mean, could y'all? What, what what about uh? Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. You know, that's that's gonna be an interesting that, match. Yeah, yeah, Speed that's been talked and power. about. Yeah, that's really been talked about. That's gonna be that'll be interesting. I think that'll be very entertaining. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know what, Sheila? I really. You know, since we started our boxing um, podcast, the Stafford Boxing Report, I have grown to love boxing on a whole nother level. Like I see it in a different light. Yeah. And I see it in a way where it can be used in terms of empowering our youth that's in our Stafford Boxing Mentoring Program and reading a lot of books and watching fights when I'm in communication with the kids, I'm always like using boxing analogies and, and, and techniques to get my point across to them so that they can use it outside of the boxing ring, but more importantly, in the classroom. And one of the things about the Stafford Boxing uh, Boxing Club mentoring program is that we want to help the kids become successful in test-taking. It's very important for us in our program. We want to set ourselves apart. If I'm if 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 I'm correct, we might be the first 
boxing uh, mentoring program in the state of Georgia, mm -hmm. in the school system. Now, there are boxing clubs. They are in the local communities. But the state of Georgia is not like, a, a like let's say, Philadelphia, California, Florida, or whatever. So you do have some boxing gyms, but it's not, it's, it's spread it out. But our mentoring program is really beneficial to the kids because I'm starting to see them taking uh, test taking more serious. And that's when we show the impact of the Stafford Boxing Mentoring Program is that not only are the kids behaving themselves well, but they are also improving from an academic and testing standpoint. And that's very important. And that's what makes me so proud of you, Sheila, for adding that element to the Stafford Boxing Club so that we can be successful. Uh, I want to share about the story about the young young man that we met. Uh, oh, this at the, yeah. So this weekend, me and my wife, we were sitting down. We, we go to this halal place on the uh, North Indian Creek um, in Atlanta off of Memorial Drive. And so we go there how many times? What, three? How many? <laughs> three, three four. four times a week. So we, we go there because it's like a diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we go in there. It's peaceful. It's very peaceful. And you wouldn't even, most people wouldn't go in there unless you know the people around it because it's a very close-knit community. Most of the time, I'm the only uh, woman yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> And so, but they got accustomed to us because they are Muslims. And so we are not Muslims. And, but at the same time, they, you know, disrespect us. So when we come in, they'll make sure they'll wipe the table off and, and, and just make sure that it's a very respectable place to eat. But anyway, we went inside this particular time and I had just so happened to look to my right and I just seen this young boy and um, he was with his mother and he was just waving his hand at me. And I was like, man, I just I waved back, right? So anyway, I had a conversation with, with one of the um, sons of the owner. And uh, so we was outside talking. So then when I came back in, he came back up to me. He was like, uh, hey, Stafford, uh, I'm so-and-so. Uh, and everybody is talking about the Stafford Boxing Program at Panola Way Elementary School. And, and I want to get in. I was like, okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. Hold up. So... Um, so tell me something about yourself. So he just spilled the beans. He said, well, I was getting in trouble. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. What you mean you're getting in trouble? Then he said he got suspended. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you get suspended for? So then the boxing kicked in. I said, okay, you know what? You're going to have to earn your way to get inside that ring. So the ring is the Stafford Boxing Club. So you're going to have to pay your dues. So paying your dues, like most times when fighters go into a gym, they might have to sweep the floor. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. might have to, you know, just take out the trash before they even get any mitt works or even, you know, being able to punch on the punching bags or, or the speed bag or whatever. So I was like, so his mother came over. She was like, my son was talking very highly about your program, and I really want him to get in. Is there any way that he can get into your program? And I was thinking, I, at first I was about to just say, yeah, come on, come on, come on. But then the Holy Spirit was like, nah, he need to earn his way. 
So I told him, I said, listen. So I told Sheila, I said, baby, go ahead and and uh, get one of them bags. I mean, the bands yeah. out. So I told him, I said, bro, I'm gonna put you on. It go to band. And then Sheila gave him a a, a bookmarker. Mm-hmm. And I gave his, we gave, well, we gave his mom uh, a wristband. A wristband. Yeah, but well. his mother was like, "Can I have one, please?" <laughs> she was, she was like. You know, she was like, listen, he's all yours, whatever, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, th- you know, this is this is very sad that I'm starting to, you know, well, we are starting to experience with the kids that come to our that's in our mentoring program. So the mother would talk bad about the father. The father, you know, he's not, you know, holding him accountable. He's just like, yeah, go ahead. Da, 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 da. And it's not helping him and so forth and so forth. And me personally, I don't say nothing. I'm not about to get involved with that or whatever. I just tell the parent, you know what? We are very grateful for the opportunity that you are entrusting us with your child, that we can be a blessing by holding him accountable and incorporating uh, boxing mythologies that we've studied and learned from the late Cuss, the model that will help these kids become successful in their academic journey and, you know, life. And so it is it is very disappointing when, a, you know, like these females, the, the mothers, and they are crying out to me and Sheila about what the father is not doing and all that. And we and we don't try to get involved in that. We're not getting involved in that. But it just it just heartbreaking. And and me being a mature person spiritually and mentally, like I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna bash, you know, this child father. I don't know what's going on. It's your side and his side, then it's the truth. But and I can't get involved in that. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, my focus and our focus is solely on the child. We we're, we're not their parents. We're not their legal guardians. We are mentors uh, that have that that happens to have the opportunity and the platform to be able to instill some things that we believe they will grow up to be very productive uh, citizens in the community. So anyway, going back to this this young cat. So. So um, me and Sheila decided, you know what? Let's do a video, and and he gonna tell Doctor Stegall, the principal, the principal. at uh, Panola Way Elementary, that he's gonna stop acting bad, disruptive. He gonna make all A's. He's gonna do well on what is it? The BLA test. The ELA. Yeah, the ELA test. And if he don't meet that level of expectation cannot get into the Stafford boxing mentoring program. And it was just so overwhelming. And, you know, I man, I watched that video like a lot of times, a lot of times, man, just, you know, just understanding the impact that Sheila and I have on the youth. Like, like this is our legacy. Like this is the future. Like, you know what I mean? So um, that was just a story that I wanted to share with y'all. It was very touching. It, it meant a lot to me and it let, me and Sheila know that we're on the right path and we are definitely continuing to grow. And eventually we're going to have some of the kids on the podcast yeah. show. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that we want to do. Matter of fact, since it's going to be the, the, the Christmas holidays, we can, you know I mean? Interview one of them. 
Have, oh yeah. Well, we'll think about. We'll talk about all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad that you brought that up because of whom I want to read out these three names too. Since we're talking about the kids, we're talking about the youth. We were going to have. Well, next Monday we're going to have Miss Terry Moss on, mm -hmm. and there's an unfortunate uh, incident that has happened now here in Atlantic Station. In Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta, Georgia. The there was a shooting and it was a 15 year old boy. Mm. His name is uh, Cameron Jackson. He got murdered. Our just condolences to there, your family. Just being, being somewhere where you're allowed to be and then you- Lose your life. Lose your life. And it's, it's just, so much gun violence now don't get me wrong i understand gun violence has always been here but it just seems like it's just getting worse and then with the social media and then you can get your news quick on your phone tv whatever and that's why it's so important to make sure that you really listen to your children. I know a lot of times I was telling one of the teachers at Panola Way Elementary School, I know a lot of times we do this because we're so passionate about wanting to give them the wisdom and just wanting them to know that we love them, we care about the them, curriculum. and we want them to do the right thing in life. But sometimes we just don't keep our mouths closed, listen. sit back, take a deep breath, listen and hear what they're saying. Now, I understand that excuses is not acceptable, but we have to come to the point where we have to think the why. Why do you think this? Why are you doing this? Why, how, when, where, like these little clues and then we just need to just put everything together. So that's something that I wanted to say since we're talking about the youth. And what I wanna to say to everybody too, is if you have a temper, if you have anxiety, if you're having problems with issues with depression, any type of mental health that we've talked about, I promise you, boxing is the greatest thing because when you're at a gym, it's peaceful. It might have the music playing. You might hear somebody uh, punching the speed bag over here, doing some jump roping, weightlifting, working out on their abs, people talking, the grunting. The, but it's, it's a peaceful atmosphere because everybody's there for whether it's getting into shape, they're amateur fighter, professional fighter, or they just like the cardio, they like the exercise. So when you're hitting the bag, when you're hitting those mitts, that takes out a lot of your frustration. And then it just gives you some time just to sit there and just look around and then you can meet other people that you can talk to that may be going through the same thing or have gone through the same thing and can just be there to give you some great, some great information and then I do talk in the locker room, but I always hear my husband talking in the locker room. And apparently they're always having some type of great communication, whether they're talking about each other's wives, they're talking about God, they're talking about 
business or just life in general or things that they may have experienced or something that they have seen, that's really going to help you out. But there are three black football players that was murdered at a Virginia campus, a college. So it was an ex football player that actually killed them all. You're not really hearing a lot about it, but when you see these three guys, it's like they were really on the right track. They were really doing the right thing. So I want to say their name, Devin Chandler, Deshaun Perry, and Lavelle Davis Jr. Those are the three that lost their lives on the main campus Senseless. in Virginia for gun violence. Senseless. And also, it was uh, the running back. He looked the shooter in the face. Now, two people did get uh, wounded, too. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was One of them was the, uh, the running back, and he helped save other people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just, you know, politics is... I don't like politics. I don't, I don't like. I don't like having to choose a political party or whatever. I just believe that there needs to be a group, a body, uh, a group of people just come together for you know just for the empowerment of people, humankind. But that's never going to happen. People have egos. People want power. People want money, they want control, they want their voice to be heard, they want their rights, et cetera. But at the end of the day, uh, there are senseless and senseless lives being taken away by gun violence. And it's heartbreaking. And it won't be until one of these politicians, family members or children, relative, is affected by gun violence before it really hits home. For them, it's about staying in power. I will say what needs to be said in order to get the vote and to stay into office for your personal agenda. I don't know how it happens, but it seems like when people get elected into office, they become more financially stable, <laughs> They get more business opportunities. You know, it's just a lot. And me personally, I've had people to suggest, recommend, and encourage me to run for a political office. I don't want it. I don't want no part of that. I don't want no smoke. Because every time I look up, I see one of us, someone that looked like me, a black person, being indicted, about to go to prison, for for whatever reason. But what I do know is that the game is not equal. I cannot do things that my counterparts can do. And I don't want to even be involved in it. And I'm so excited about the Stafford Boxing Club and how God is taking this to the next level. And we're eventually gonna grow, have more kids, more schools, more resources have our boxing gym. You know, I can't wait, Sheila, until we are able to see 
our first class graduate from high school, then go off to college, then eventually, you know, come back and help run the Stafford right. Boxing Club. You know, that's what give back. Yeah, that's what a great leader does. A great leader prepares for the next to come in because everybody got an expiration date. But uh I just you know I'm I'm just I'm just real saddened about the lives of people being taken away by gun violence. And the crazy thing is like now I be in the community, I walk in the store. Everybody has a gun. Everybody got a gun, pants hanging down. They got that big old gun on their on their hip, man. I'm like, bro, come on. I'm out. I'm walking. I, I don't want if I see that, when I see that, I walk out. I don't care if I'm ordering something, I'm out of there, bro. I don't want to be involved with that. Like, I see more guys with their pants down and carrying guns than walking around with books. I was just about to say that. Matter of fact, you know, if you need a bookmark, we, we got it for you. But it's a disparity going on. Like, okay, it's more guns, but no books. Because I'm tough. That's that street. I'm tough. But then that's thing, you know, when you go up in front of that judge, he about to give you a football number. You're crying. And you're crying. And then when you all in that cell, you know what I mean? That steel, that is the bed is steel. The water, the sink is steel. The, the toilet, toilet is steel. You have no privacy. No privacy. So it's like here, here, because it could be like one bed here, then the bug bed here. Y'all cap, bro. Y'all right big here. cap, bro. You act like you, you, you big honcho until you get your freedom taken away for some mere crumbs, bro. Some mere crumbs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, we used to use these. Please DDs right here. D right here. Bang bang. Now you want to do this. And then that she know you infecting your life. Then you affecting the, the victim life. Then that she know you want the judge to spare you. And the victim's family. And then your family. Then the community because then the community, they don't feel safe. They don't feel safe. And then they don't even want to say anything because it's that snitches get stitches. And Man, hey bruh. Hey man, y'all need to reprogram y'all mind because my boy, we 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 in we in Windows ten. That Windows ninety five. That ain't that ain't what's happening no more, my boy. That that's that just that's we not on that man. And it's like it just it's just too much, man. And you know, I believe that the Stafford much. Boxing Club, the mentoring program, plus the gym. I believe will be helpful to a lot because I'm not going to lie. You do have a gift. Ooh. You, 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 oh. I said, you have a gift to where you could talk to anybody. Like you talked to that one guy at the donut store and he had a gun in his pants and you were like, the Holy spirit told you to go talk to him. Oh, when we was at yeah. a raise. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, forgot about that. yeah. And then plus you talked to the, the guys, that are bloods or their crips or the other one that I forgot about, and you'll ask them to pull up their pants and then they show you the utmost respect. Yeah, see, 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 I'm like this here. If your pants down, it's gonna hold you down. But if your pants up, you wanna come up. You get what I'm saying? That's just what I believe. And I, I you know, 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am so humble. And when I say this, it's no false humility, but I'm always put my wife first. I will, I will say something like, let's say something like people, people may say, Hey man, I know you did that. And I'll be like, nah, man, my wife did it. I say it's all God because I know for a fact it's all God. I know if my wife didn't do the things that she do for me and for us, I won't be able to use my creative gifts and talents that God has blessed me with to be a blessing for us. Oh, you know what I want to do? Because I knew this is what I wanted to do and this is what I'm supposed to do. So today, earlier, right, because I've been getting on my husband's nerves. <laughs> So I apologized to him earlier today, but now what I'm going to do is... But I didn't want to apologize. Excuse, I didn't want you to apologize. Excuse me. But it's from the heart. So what I'm going to do is, this is not about me. This is just about doing the right thing. So I've been acting buddy lately, and it's... It, no, me. listen, it, and it hasn't been very nice. I haven't been very nice. You know, I've had my attitude and then how I react. And I'm being transparent with you all because I don't want you all to think, oh, she's so perfect. No, I'm not perfect. There's only one that's perfect. That's Jesus Christ. But I do try my best to do the right, the, to do the right thing. But for some reason lately, I just really have not been myself and I haven't been very nice and too kind with how I speak or react or even with my body language. So in front of the whole world, I'm going to apologize to my husband for acting at a character and to let him know that I'm going to do so much better because he's right. He does put me up on a pedestal and he always does put me first, but I want everybody to know that my husband is really that person that has the gifts as well as the expertise and the experience. Baby, don't. So he has been doing um, a lot of things that's dealing with business more than I have. Now, like I said, I just graduated from Georgia State University this year in May. I okay, am Okay, 2022. I have told you all a little bit about me, but I'm not going to take up too much time, so don't worry. I didn't I didn't really have an education. I was always getting in trouble at school. I was always fighting. I was disrespectful towards the teachers. And either I was always getting kicked out, getting detention after school, um, no, in school detention, or having to go to a alternative school. So the teachers just passed me. I barely didn't even do any work. So that left an impact on me into my adulthood. But it wasn't until when I got with my husband that some things started to come out that I didn't realize that was in me because of the person that he was. Because he had been around a lot of people like the lawyers and realtors and doctors, politicians. He's been to the Capitol. He's been to the Capitol here. I think you've been to the Capitol in Washington, DC and other places that I can't even mention. So he's been a part of that 
uh, environment, that community, me, the only type of environment that I was from now, I said I was from Westchester. Yes, there was only like seven black families there. It was a suburban uh, middle-class place, but I was always getting in trouble fighting guys at the bus stop. It wasn't until I moved to Georgia when things just took off on a different plateau and I was hanging with the wrong people and this and that. And then when I did graduate from high school, I was still getting all types of trouble, hanging with the wrong people, the wrong crowd and fighting and this and that. So it just took a life of its own. I was going to clubs and I was working, but I wasn't doing anything. Nothing that I did was even worth me even doing because it's not useful for me now. But with my husband, he did the right thing. I'm not saying he was perfect, but he didn't go to the clubs. He was at the library. I heard stories about him holding his briefcase, working on his business and so forth and so forth. So with all that being said, I'm still learning and I'm passionate I'm about learning. learning, but he's the one not that, not. no, he's the one, let's just keep it real. He's the one that's really been doing the majority of the things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting back twiddling my fingers, but it's just some things I don't know how to do yet. And then there are some things that I guess I'm just not going to do. So when we hire people, they're going to have to do it. So, I mean, I mean, it's only right because you're always saying something about me and then I'm acting like a butt wipe. And then, you know, you got to keep it real. So you all, <coughs> excuse me, you all can hold me accountable. Man, baby, you, you, man, you, man, that's tough, man. Listen, me. They I, just need to see that other side, though. Yeah, that's cool. But me, I'm, I've been broken by God. And I know everything that <coughs> I have and who I am is all God. Yes, I wasn't in the clubs. I was, you know, in the libraries all around. I was able to find the junior college to go play basketball in a library. The library means a lot to me. It gave me an opportunity to escape my reality. And I'm from the slums, I'm from the hood, I'm from all that. And I will always see like guys dying for just some foolishness, like a street fame, street credibility, et cetera. So I decided a long time ago that if I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die for knowledge. I'm going to die educating myself. I'm going to die everything that I believe. Like me and Sheila, we we don't have a pedigree in boxing. We don't. And it's okay. But what we have done together is study, reading books, watching videos. We are a student of life. Boxing just, just so happened to be a part of it. 
in two years, we've, man, it's a lot going on. As you can see, I got my own track suit on. And it's not no Adidas, this not no Prada, this not no Gucci, this Stafford. We got our labels in the back, the pants and the shirt. And so, like, I know for me, everything is God. Everything is my wife. He that findeth the wife findeth treasure and obtain favor from the Lord. It's the favor. It's the favor of God that got us with talk and fight. We didn't know nothing about that. Talk and fight, you know what I'm saying? I told my wife, I said, baby, you don't have to start learning. So we just so happened to be on LinkedIn. And I saw Cedric and Mike, you know, and yeah, they were, it, it popped up. It you know popped up. up and, and I said, baby, click on that. See what them boys talking about. Number one fan. <laughs> and when we was listening to Cedric and Mike, I was like, baby, that's it. And we were just coming on there just to listen. You know, we we are inspired by Customato. It's 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 and the peekaboo boxing style. That's what we are. That's what we inspired by. Cuss was pulling kids off the streets into his home. We had a 16-bedroom, 14-bedroom mansion. He was pulling kids off the streets. You know, and everything that Custom Model stood for, that's me. That's me. I would sleep on the floor. He slept at the gym. He was reading books. That's me. I see myself in him. That's me want to help these kids. So the Stafford Boston Club is an extension of the vision and philosophy that we learn from Customato. And yes, Customato is, is a white man. But at the same time, for me, it's about your legacy. What do you leave behind to inspire the next generation and the ones that are going to come after that generation? That's what I'm into. And so with that being said, uh, we are humble. I'm grateful for my wife. I can't do none of this without her. Everywhere I go, I take my wife. Some people say, oh, man, you, 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 uh, what do we say? You, uh, flaunting your wife? No, nah, what's the word he, that they use? Anyway, look, I ain't going nowhere without my wife. When I go into a business meeting, she right there. My wife may not be as skilled as I am, but that's okay, though. But what I really depend on from my wife is her intuition. She'll let me know if that person's a good person or that person that, and that's what I need. That's what a man needs. He needs his wife, Lord Jesus. He needs his wife to speak life into him. I depend on that from her. She gives me that. That's what makes us the, the couple that we are. I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm always trying to empower and uplift my wife. That's just, that just something that I've learned. I've always been like that, but under certain teachings and biblical teachings and studying the word of God, it has allowed me to be a servant. And in my servanthood, I'm uplifting my wife and that's helping me become a better leader, a better person, a better role model and in some way a better father figure to the fatherless kids that's in our community it's a great responsibility great responsibility and i want to say uh thank you to dr stegall 
over at Panola Way Elementary School, doing a very, very, very good job with the kids. I want to thank uh, Truist Bank for just everything. Sarah, Felicia, thank you, like for real. And we're going to get that to you. And, you know, because when I sent that and you chopped and screwed it and sent it back, I was like, man, they not playing. And I was like, but in a way, it was a blessing because it's it's making me and Sheila know the, the, the screws and bolts to everything. And like you said, uh, Sarah, sustainability. I get it. And I and, and I get it with you too, Felicia, about you know taking it slow and making sure your T's cross I dotted. I, I get that and, and I appreciate both of you. Gotcha. So there's another fight that I want to talk about. That was the Estrada fight and the Chocolatito fight. Now that was the main fight. And then there was another one where it was Valquez and Rosales. Now the undercard was with Rosales and Valquez. That was a really great fight. I believe Eddie Hearn had put that together, the, the main fight. I have to... I think Eddie Hearn, I, there's some things that I don't agree with what Eddie Hearn does, what he says, and how he contradicts, but he put on, that was a good, that was a good fight, both of those fighters. When I tell you that Rosales and Valquez fight, oh, they yeah. were, they, yeah. they're, yeah. It, it was it was ongoing. Yeah. It was ongoing nonstop. And it's like these fighters in the Spanish community. Well, they're not playing. It's like they have so much energy. Yeah. Like with their strata fight, it was like by the eleventh round. It's like, wait a minute, where do you get all this energy from? And they yeah. both coming at each other. Yeah. So. And that's what uh, that was. Some, that was some. That now that was entertaining. That was some great fights. They were. They were. They were doing some of everything. Cutting. Cutting the ring. Just. That's that's what uh Bob Abram said. So, uh, Terrence Crawford. Right? Yeah, he's having a fight coming up too. I believe. I want to say it's going to be in Nebraska, December thirteenth. So Bob Abram said the reason why. Terrence Crawford is no longer with top rank is because he was remarkable. The community, the black community didn't support Terrence Crawford. So Bob Abram was like, you know what? Let me refocus and let me focus on the Hispanic community. Yeah, they, because, they here, they coming. Because the Hispanic community, I don't care if that, if, 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 if that Hispanic guy is from a woman is from yeah. Delaware. Yeah. They coming. Yeah. You know I'm telling I mean? you, that was some, that was some great fight. And you know, with the going back to the Tyson Fury fight, it was cold. I think it was like 40 or 38 degrees. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Because real. they had to put like a blanket over him. I, I forgot about that. But those two fights right there, I really enjoyed. Yeah, he, I, I really, I enjoyed. I enjoyed was, watching those fights. Man, them boys because it's like they're ongoing. It's, they don't stop. It's just ongoing counters and slips and dips and faints. Oh, and man. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, though. If you interview Bob uh, Abram, tell him to come on the Stafford Boxing Report. Yeah, for real. Hey, you know what? 
we never interviewed anyone from UK. What about you being on the staff of Boxing Report? Bail Boxing, what's up? Let's make it happen. We can make oh, it yeah. happen. I remember the last time because yeah, we can oh, make yeah, it happen. Uh, last Bell Boxing, one of the other podcasts we did, that's when I was doing some research about why boxing is so popular, like in the UK and really? all that. So you may I stepped up my game with the last conversation. Well, the last time that you were on and you had asked about that. Oh yeah, that's you know what, baby? Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't know nobody in the UK. But now I know you. For real. Oh, he said that he was covering the fight, the Tyson Fury fight. He said he was covering the fight at the weekend. Hey, listen, said, man. Yeah, he look, hey, look, bro. We want you on this. Hey, come on. Let's, let's do this. We can get Eric. Eric can whip it up. Yeah, didn't Bob Abram say something about Eddie Hearn in the U.S. too? I could see that. Man. Forget that, man. Hey, look, we want to interview you, bro, because we want to have that connection with the uh, UK uh, audience so they can see something different because we do talk about boxing, but we talk about other things. That's just what makes us different from other boxing podcasts. But, baby, don't forget to talk about the, the dude that got the rubber check, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, listen, if a fighter get into the ring and he put on a performance, Promoters don't give that boy no rubber check where he go to the bank and they bounce. Well, let's kind of go backwards, right? So Regis was the fighter. And he, so in Marv Nation, which is a mm, little promotion company, they won the bid over the fight purse. And they decided to do it without the television outlet but opted the ppv and with, okay, but, okay. With, but with the ppv i can kind of see and i've heard other fighters say and jake paul say it's kind of going down it's not it's not really a big thing anymore so i totally get it so he was in la and he deposited his check so on Monday, the bank emailed him for and said real? that his check bounced for insufficient funds. No good. Now, but they were also trying to say, oh, they put a hold on the check. Well, let's see the difference between a bounce check and a hold. Now, a hold is when a bank will hold to make sure that the money's there, that you don't get any additional fees taken, fee, yeah. you know, late fees or whatnot. So it's protecting you. A bounce check is if I write you a check for a thousand dollars, but I only have $500 in the bank and I give it to you and you go to the bank and you, you know, deposit it. And then it comes back that that's, that's, that's a bounce check because it's insufficient funds. It means no good. It's there's nothing. So I don't see why or how they were trying to compare or make an excuse of, Oh, it was a hold, but that's the difference between a hold and insufficient funds. So you, you, you got, I don't know what's going on and see Mark nation has never put on a, big event like this and they had said from the get-go that 
they want everybody to get paid. For real, man. But apparently they didn't. So Regis was just like that he hopes that nobody else doesn't go through what he a went bounce through. Check, like man. the announcer. A and, bounce check, bruh. You know, the referee. A bounce check, bruh. That's embarrassing, bruh. the position bro. like the doctors and then the EMTs. So you're responsible for... A bounce check, baby? Everything, yeah. After this fighter then put his life on the line, he get a it bounce a, check? I actually watched the fight and it was a pretty good fight. I, I guess he's... He's here. I guess he's he's coming back. So it was a Hey man, listen, man. It was a pretty good fight. Don't finesse people out their money <laughs> if they get in that ring and put on a show and entertain the customers. Break bread, man. Cut that check. You did no cappuccino. Don't do that. Eddie Barrington said Aram in the United States, Eddie Hearn is considered a joke. Yeah, I've heard. Less hey, we're not box. saying nothing about nobody, bro. Okay, at the end of the day, we might have to cross that bridge later on in life. But hey, that's what you say. Line. You stick to it, my boy. Hey, man. You're hey, bro, you're fix right, your Les. thumb, bro. Because right, I don't Les. need you to miss the layup and talk about in my thumb. You feel me? Miss, <coughs> miss me with that cap, Eddie. You're right. You're right, Last Bell. The boxers, they do put their life on the lines because... There's been a few that actually lost their life or their whole life has changed where they're not able to even move anymore. And they can't they can't feed I, themselves and they have to have caretakers and people taking care of them. And so look, I'm gonna be honest with you, and I was thinking about this too, because I try not to be so harsh or one-minded when it comes to women. Of course, we want women to have equal pay because they too are putting their lives on the line, right? Big fat. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up before you okay. forget. Okay. Shout out to Lady Tiger. Miriam. <laughs> Lady, Lady Tiger. Tiger. Tremere. Yeah, let me get let me let me say that right. Tremere. Think, I think she just likes Miriam Lady Tiger. I know, but I like to say her full name so yeah, the world can know. Yeah, but, but she doesn't like But that. in the Hall of Fame, though, it's Miriam Lady Tiger. Lady Tiger. Tremere. When, when we talk, I'll let you get on him. I'm not even gonna say anything. But I understand why he's saying it, so I get it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I I understand that, and then the last time when I talked about the woman's neck not being as thick as the men's neck and because they have their periods every month and so forth and so forth. And I guess what they're trying to say is women is more fragile than the man, but there's some women that are not fragile as they say. So all I'm gonna say is this is what I suggest that you all could do why don't you do a fight start off with someone with clarissa shields and whoever she's gonna fight start off like that start off with Man, alicia baby you know what you said a name and i just it, clarissa Charlotte, you tripping for real, man. You feel me? Like You I, said she erased that tweet. Charlotte, you know what, Charlotte? That, that's okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, it's a quote that I heard many years ago. Oh, mercy. And this quote is so powerful. And I think about it often. I'm going to answer your question, Last Bell, after Stafford finishes this. 
Be careful of the toes that you step on today because the toes that you step on today might be the behind you kiss tomorrow. Remember that. The sun don't always shine on the athlete. That athlete has a, a certain amount of time that he or she is hot. We may not be as popular as some of the other podcasts or TV shows today, but it's always a tomorrow. And the way we going in the in the uh, the <coughs> process and the 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 velocity that we're flying to that next level. Back then, you ain't know me. Now I'm hot. Now you're all on me. Now we hot. Now you, you feel me? So I don't even want to get to that with you, Shawty, but you just, man, you just <coughs> miss me with all that cap, man, for feel. You know she's really uh, strong with Twitter fingers, so I'm just not going to say that right now. We, we ain't going to say it. But listen, <laughs> and, 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 and all due respect to your fiance, because... I don't want no man talking crazy about my wife. So it ain't even about that. It's just about the professionalism and courtesy. Like, we just talked to this promoter. She was like, and, and she's, what, going through a, a situation yeah. where she's at a visual. And she like, you know, I want to come on your show, but I can't right now. Plus, she's doing a promotion. They have the fights. A fight the fights coming up here, here in Atlanta. Atlanta. You see what I'm saying? So, so we got some things going so, on. So, so it's like she was professional. Yeah. If if this is something that you don't want to do, at least say, ma'am, Stafford, Sheila, we can't do it right now. But let's uh let's uh circle back at another day. That's it. But don't just not say nothing, Charlotte. Like you feel me? Like you. Anyway, moving on. So, last bell boxing. I don't. I I I like Eddie Hearn with what he's doing. It's just some things that he may say and how he contradicts what he says is what I don't like. And like Eddie said, yes, he is putting UK on the map. For so real. it's something oh, that he is he doing. It's something that he is he's doing them right. The product, baby. Yeah, it he's is something he's he it is something that he's doing right. He really is. But it's just some things that I don't agree with him. I just believe in the truth. Baby, you know what it is too? It's a new era now. Yeah. Bob Abram had his time. Uh Don King. Yeah. Uh, even even when Donald Trump had the Trump Plaza and they was doing like world fights, you know what I'm saying? Everybody in life has their season. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, my boy, he doing his thing in UK. He found an audience. He has found a demographic of people that like boxing and he's catered to that community. So just like what we doing, we are carving out our little niche of what we see as an opportunity to grow. And so as a businessman, that's what he see. So he like, okay, UK, they love boxing. So what I'm going to really do is do. I'm going to get the best boxers. So right now, who are the best boxers? Them Hispanics. 
you know what I'm saying, the Hispanic community. Boy, and you said something, too, that I was reading, too, just to bring it back to the United States. So, of course, the United States didn't even have anything to do with boxing, but what they did have was bare knuckles, and they did prize fighting. Now, the prize fighting was they did during the time in California during, during the gold rush. Now, also when they did the prize fighting, only certain people knew about that. Okay. So I've got, we're coming back to what you just said, which was the rich and those that were really into it because betting was what kept that prize fighting yes. going on. And then the backers, which were the ones that put the money up for the fighters, how they would make their money would be if their fighter actually won. And the reason why I'm saying this is because, and I'm going to say one other thing, which brings it back the difference between the UK and United States. Now, there was something called the Queensberry Law to where they were changing it to where you had to wear gloves. Some states was more lenient than others. And also they had to make sure that the crowd was not rowdy. So it almost seems, you know, when you watch the videos and you see just people fighting just out and about and everybody's rowdy and saying world star or stomp her or stomp him. Mm -hmm. It seems like that's how almost like how the United States is. It's like, if it's not rowdy, if it's not something like that, then they're really not interested in, in it. Then with the UK, now mm -hmm. the UK, when everybody, now I'm not saying in the United States that when some, when there's a match going on that people aren't there or it doesn't sell out, but that's just, kind of how it's coming off between how you can get Americans excited about a boxing match, unless it's a certain fighter than how it is in the UK. And that's why I brought that back up because the crowds used to be real rowdy, but then they had to stop it and said, well, the only way that you'll be able to fight is if the, you keep put your gloves on and the crowds can't be rowdy. And then that's when they started paying a fee for admission mm -hmm. because once upon a time there was no fee for admission and then they would have to kind of tell the cops don't come and interfere until after everything is over and that's when everybody can just run out so actually Sullivan one of, he was a heavyweight champion he was a part of why the boxing became a business because it's also started in New Orleans because they decided to make boxing legal. And then they had a three-day carnival event going on there too, where they actually had to pay admission to come and see the fight. Mm -hmm. So he was a, he was a part of that too. Uh, so I wanted to say something about uh, Last Bell Boxing. <coughs> he said that I do think Eddie Hearn is pushing boundaries with all countries like Australia, etc. He came into the American market with the wrong attitude and upset people. Listen, 
in the world of business, in order to get some things done, you're going to have to ruffle some feathers. So he must be ruffling some real big feathers because he's getting a lot of money. He's getting a lot of fighters on a lot of uh, uh, platforms that normally wouldn't be able to get on these type of cards or whatever. But I agree. I mean, I think that he's a good he's a good hustler and he's he's catering to the need of the the the, the market. There is a high demand for quality fights. Eddie Hearn know how to put together these fights, man. He man, that dude getting guys from all over the world and matching. So he also has a gift of matchmaking too. And that's what's making him become a household name and a global name. It's because of his ability to be a great matchmaker. And that's something that I think that the boxing industry needs to implement in the United States is let's have some good matches. You know, let's not set these fights up that makes the guy's record go up to like 20 and 0. All due respect to Floyd Mayweather, he has a, a, a record with no losses. But if a fighter lose a fight, that doesn't mean that that's not a good fight. That means that that fighter fought some of the best fighters. I believe from what I was seeing when I was coming up, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Marvin Hagler, uh, Tommy Hearns, uh, Roberto Duran, all them guys fought each other consistently. You feel what I'm saying? So I think that we need to go back to the old school, like my man said. What, what's what's my man name that we had on uh, uh, from New York uh, boxing consultant? Rick Glazier. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like Rick Glazier said. He said, "Man, the boxers today they sweet like a sweet potato pie." You feel <laughs> me? They not like the old school, and in a way, I kind of agree with him. It's like everybody dancing. For instance. Uh, that fight between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, that should have happened. It, man, he just said something about that, too. That that's I mean, I don't know what's going on with that's that, crazy. to be honest with Okay, you. now, I will say Javante Davis is fighting uh, uh, Ryan Garcia. That's going to be a good fight. I think that boy, uh, what's his name? Um, what's my man's name? Boy, his father in his life, boy. Devin Haney, mm -hmm. he need to fight one of the top. Yeah, man. I mean, bro, y'all need to put the fighters. It's like the, a space. It's like a long space. Man, y'all y'all lining these boys the up American with fighters. can of tomatoes, bro. Get them boys some dog, bro, so folks can you know have that one thing that that what's the dude with the MMA? What's his name? The white guy. Uh, oh, uh, with the bald head. Yeah, yeah. He put Let on great see. fights. That dude, he put on great fights, bro. Ain't nobody dodging nobody or anything. And there is no fighter in the MMA that has a perfect record. Somebody got an L on their record, but it don't take away from them becoming a world champion. And a lot of them fighters, they become markable with, with the L on their record. Oh, Dana White. Yeah. For real, Dana White be putting on some great. And when that first started, I was like, man, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? I be seeing. I I'm not a real big fan of it, but I respect it. But 
I do look at some of the fights and they do a great job promoting it too. So that's another thing that I think that the boxing industry in the United States need to focus on is the marketing aspect. Because Dazon, D-A-Z-N. Yeah. Let me, they, every time yeah, that's I'm Eddie looking, Murray. I know, I'm always seeing they something. Man. He hustling, and you bro. are right, Last Bell Boxing. A lot of the videos here and I've been hearing that a lot lately too, is a lot of the fights, the scenes, they're being cut. For real. They're the really politics. being cut. And I'm I don't understand why. We need to, we need to, we need to, we need to try to fix that, man, with the politics and the boxing, man. So boys can so so the fans can get what they want to see. And I don't think that it will be a problem with the fans paying paying the uh the the whatever it costs. I mean, people willing to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to see what they want to see. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody going to make some money. I just think that it makes the 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 sport more vibrant if you do it that way, but hey, you know, we just a podcast show and we just some newbies, but we some good students of the game, and that's what I like about us, baby. Yeah, we just need to be better marketing too. Who us? No. Oh, shoot, I was about to say, no. boy, every time, boy, every t look at here. <laughs> every time that we own the staff of Boxing Report, you did. You, you well, you. Yes, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It drip. It like that. It like that. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. I was looking to see if we need to answer any other questions because you just zoned out. Yeah, I was looking at <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Last Bell Boxing saying some good stuff. Boy, he keep me intrigued. I, I normally don't be looking over there to the side, but hey. I had to stop because I was. Um, hey, man. Look, I, hey, man. It's kind of hard for me to put on anything unless it's Stafford Boxing. You did everything is Stafford Boxing, man. I'm sorry. It just. The drip, it just, you feel me? It's just hard for me, man. It really is. It's just hard, my boy. It's just hard, you feel me? It's just hard, man. You know, I'm sorry, man. I'm just sorry, man. I just love the staff of boxing. You know, it just, it's something different. And, you know, we just, I don't know. But listen, I need to lace you up with some of this staff of boxing drip, though. No cappuccino. He was. He said, "Variety is the spice of life." I would send you some merch over. <laughs> hey man, we're gonna do it, baby. You got anything to say before we get up out of here? Hey Estella. Oh, hey Estella, what's going on? You got anything? Uh, actually, no. I believe we talked about everything. Just make sure. Your fighters get paid. Make sure that you have the money in there. Yeah, and no more rubber checks. Before you even do a bid, oh, make yeah. sure you that know you what? have the money I, I forgot, in there. Baby. Uh, uh -huh. We want to shout out, uh, what's her name? Uh, Shima. Shima, she, oh, she yeah. does my, my wife's eyebrows. As you can see, her eyebrows look amazing. And she's always giving me stuff like rose water, rose, which helps, yeah. which you can... You use the rose water, you put a cap full of the rose water, and then you put it in eight ounces of water, and then that helps you to sleep. sleep. She's always giving me stuff for my face. Every time I go in she there, she's selling She gave me this, selling. too. That's why I put she this on. She's always selling some, but go check out Shima. 
uh, at the, the Oaks of Stone. Nah, no, I'm talking about the Oaks of Stone. Crest. Oh my gosh, I'm tripping. Stonecrest uh, Stone, Mall. Yeah, Stonecrest Mall. But you don't have the information that she airdropped you to send it to give because I don't have it because she I sent it to you. Oh, why did you do that? Because I ain't want to hear no beat. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Shima, she's always giving me stuff. I next, I next week when we come on the podcast show, I'm gonna make sure that. Oh, she I does have, eyelashes she too. She does eyelashes. She does Brazilian wax. Oh, she. <laughs> She does the ear candling. She does all that, man. She's real good, man. She'll clean you Oh, yeah. Out. And Shima, uh, I'm going to need you to uh, send my picture with Rohan with his uh, Stafford boxing hoodie on. Don't play with me. And when I come there, you're always selling me something. What you selling now? Oh, yeah. We'll do that, man. I'm going to do that. For real. Eric, we're going to have uh, Last Bell Boxing. So we want you to set that up. So probably... After, well, after, well, hold on one second. Next month, no, not, not next, next Monday, Monday because the Monday after. Have, so it'll be the 19th. Probably, yeah, 19th, yeah. So listen, y'all, it was great kicking game with y'all. The 19th I, is going to be very Man, listen, I enjoyed this podcast show today. I love the interaction with the, the viewers. Man, we appreciate your support. Like, share, and subscribe for the Stafford Boxing Report. Oh, also Talking Facebook. Fight. Also, Facebook, Facebook uh, the Stafford Boxing Report Facebook yeah, man. group. Yeah, and, and shout out to my uh, to my uh, mentees for the Stafford Boxing Club. Y'all better have your library cards, and uh, you better have your assignments. And shout out to the feeding Georgia families, man, for real, man. Yeah. Hey, bro, man, hold up, and you know. Say, man, shout out to Georgia State University, the best university in the world. You feel me? We believe on that. It's in the background. We stand on that. I am GSU. When you think of hashtag I am GSU, I am Georgia State University, that's me, Stafford. Did you say say www.talkingfight.com? Did you say that already? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. But we got our email address. If you want to shoot us an email, staffordboxing at talkingfight.com. Yeah, we got our own email address. And now. also for yeah, the we, Stafford we Boxing fish. Club, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and TikTok. And we are working on the other one, too, that starts with the T. Twitch. Oh, Twitch. Yeah. Hey man, we're gonna get up out of here, man. For real. So thank every thank you everybody. We love you. Stay strong. We know the holidays is coming around. Be safe. Just come together. Stay stay sucker free. No cap. Get into the boxing gym. For real. And look forward to the Stafford Boxing Gym. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions.